The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. going everybody welcome to break the business the show where we empower indie creators talk pop culture have a little bit of fun along the way i am your host alisa melendez also known as alisa rock doc filling in for our captain our captain ryan corella while he attends to his most important and definitely most demanding client ever congratulations to him once again but thankfully unlike last week's episode i am not alone this week, I am joined by the magical, mystical, wonderful Zach Sloan, who I I I I have not interacted in this way. In, What's up? In, hi, hi, Zach. How's it going? Rock Doc, I'm doing great. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna can I can I take the our our crowd back like a couple years and break the business history? Sure thing. I was first introduced to you, not like in the introduced me. You introduced to your content. On this podcast, when I got to hear, oh yeah, by the way, uh, this rock doc crazy person is defending their dissertation. <laughs> and I was like, this person is certifiably insane and I want to be their friend. So I'm glad I get to do this. <laughs> yes. And I defended my dissertation. I graduated and I have the student loans to prove it. Yes. But I still get to be called doctor in very, 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 very limited circumstances. So that's, that's something. And that makes it all <laughs> worth it, doesn't it? Uh, I'm I'm really excited today because um, our guest today is Adam Blank, CEO of Blank Records and the founder of the Live at the Print Shop online concert series that in looking at it, I've actually been been really, really stoked to ask him um, about this show series and just kind of the cool, cool stuff that he's been doing in his community. So that's going to be a really, really exciting part of the show. I know, Zach, you've got some awesome stuff to talk about. However... The Weird Al Faithful, I'm talking directly to you. I have grown up with this human. I am not ashamed to admit. I am, in fact, very proud to admit that so much of my songwriting career and, and so much of what I do in my own songwriting comes from this man, Weird Al Yankovic, um, a parody artist extraordinaire, subject of our host, Ryan's. <laughs> dissertation in fact um weird al yankovic parody artist extraordinaire is coming out with a biopic we have all of these awesome biopics about all these different artists we got we got the elvis one that just came out but i think the most important music biopic <laughs> of, of of the decade maybe the century is coming out in november um in fact we have an actual date today the poster and the date dropped. It is November 4th. It is called Weird, the Al Yankovic Story, and it is slated to premiere on the Roku channel November 4th. And this is already great news. I'm excited also because Daniel Radcliffe is playing Weird Al Yankovic. Now, now, now Zach, I, I need to know what, what your experience of, of all of this news as, as we take in this poster um, uh, for, for our live viewers, you are, you are taking a gander at, at, at the majesty here. Daniel Radcliffe is, has cemented himself as one of my favorite actors of all time by doing this. Um, this is fabulous, but like almost I mean, everybody of my generation, like so many people pretended like they didn't like Weird Al, but we all loved Weird Al. Yeah. And I fell in love more with Weird Al when I learned as I got into law school and I learned about how parody works in copyright and that you mm. don't have to pay royalties, but Weird Al pays royalties on the songs that he parodies, not because he has to, because he's a good dude. And so I have an enormous amount of respect for him as a as a person and as a musician, because I think he's underrated as a musician. Um, people think he's, it doesn't take talent yeah. to do what he does. It takes a lot of talent. Um, and I am so thrilled. I'm going to have to get Roku for like a day to watch this thing. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that was a channel. 
but I will figure out how to make that happen because I want to see this. And that yep. that poster is the best. I love it. It is. I you know without text, I would I would put that poster up on my wall probably. It, it's it's great. It is it is for for our podcast listeners at home. It is Daniel Radcliffe in the guise of Weird Al in a in a sort of red tandem jacket pant scenario back to us face towards the Hollywood sun holding an accordion with his hair and that weird owl glory. I just, it's amazing. And I, I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's, and you, you mentioned Zach and I think rightfully so we need to give credit where credit is due in terms of his songwriting prowess. So much of what I love about weird Al is not so much the parody itself, like on its face, um, but think about the the way that you have to arrange a song in order to get it to sound recognizable in polka form and then medley that with other songs of that generation of completely disparate genres and make the transition seamless. That's one thing. <laughs> But in in terms of like like lyricism and like the way that the parodies work, the reason that they work so well is because of this thing called like scansion and the idea of like the line that he writes kind of matches perfectly in terms of like syllables, vowels with the original lyric, which makes you attach to it so much harder. And it is doing that is so much harder than it sounds and like shouts shouts to him everything i learned about being clever lyrically vocal scansion vocal layering like beautiful harmonies in some of these tunes everything i learned came from weird al so shouts to him dude i can't wait this i'm gonna date myself i used to i remember watching the weird al behind the music on vh1 back in the day iconic and it's my favorite episode if nothing, to, when he starts pretend crying over the over Napster, making him buy the medium sized jacuzzi, nothing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then Napster came, and I had to get the medium sized jacuzzi. And also, like one of the one of the biggest sort of compliments that you can get from an original artist with a parody is, um, I think it was like Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo. Um, in regards to Dare to be Stupid, which wasn't a direct cover of a Devo song like Whip It. It was more of a a cover covering the style yeah. of an artist. And when you can do an artist style almost as good or better and you can get the original artist to be like, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Weird Al, we salute uh, you, my man. So good. Shouts. Now, speaking of legends, Zach. Let's talk legends. <sighs> Joni. Is, if, if, if I were in this situation, I don't know whether to cry, puke, faint, pass away, all of the above, maybe not even in that order. Like, talk, talk to me. This is wild. So, Joni Mitchell performed at the New, Newport Folk Festival and there's a lot of context behind this. First of all, obviously, she's old. Uh, she hasn't performed in a long time. But what a lot of people don't realize, the reason she hasn't performed in a long time is that in 2015, she had an aneurysm, a brain aneurysm. She lost her ability to play guitar. She had to relearn how to do a lot of, uh, a lot of things in her day-to-day life. And one of the coolest things I, when I read about this was you watch the video, and it's amazing. And, you know... You pointed out, you said something off off camera about, I can't imagine trying out my new material in front of Joni Mitchell. Who said that? Brandy Carlisle. Brandy Carlisle, yes. It was like, I tried out new material in front of a crowd and Joni Mitchell was there. Uh, but Joni Mitchell actually said that she had to, to learn to play guitar. She would watch videos of herself playing her songs wow. so that she could relearn how to play the guitar. Ooh. And so then at the folk festival, she hops up on stage, kills it. The crowd goes wild and it's big moment in music history. I, I do think that we'll talk about this as one of the most iconic moments in rock and roll and music history is her hopping on this stage. Uh, younger listeners, if you don't know her stuff, do it. Like if you're into Stranger Things and you like Kate Bush, go hey. back further. Joni Mitchell is, you know, 
you can you can draw a straight line from Joni Mitchell to Kate Bush. So go back and listen to it. It's fabulous. And the article the article from NPR, which is unfortunately has a terrible title, but um, it's the article is or the title is good, but the web address is bad. Yeah, is, is a is a fascinating read. It's completely worth your time. It's not that long, but it really puts into perspective what this artist had to go through just to get on stage and do what she has done for her entire life and it's just it's heartbreaking and empowering at the same time so i encourage everybody to take a listen to that or take a read of that excuse me yeah and i i i can't imagine being someone who is enough of a folk fan to attend the newport folk festival right oh my yeah and then being there being like hey i'm super excited i i i see i think winona judd in the background of that picture in the article brandy carlisle is looking absolutely amazing excellent artist beautiful artist in her own right and so like i'm already stoked <laughs> Go yes. to the Newport folk festival to i could not imagine being in the audience when joni mitchell pops out <laughs> like oh i can't i can't even I would well, I would I would cry. I would absolutely And the crowd cry. did like in fact I mean all your things, I don't think anybody died. Um <laughs> but all the things you referenced, if you watch there's a video of her doing Big Yellow Taxi, which a lot of people don't oh. even realize where that song came from. Mm-hmm. Right. The video and you can just see, even though you can't really see the crowd in that video, you can see the energy almost. And oh. it's it's amazing. I mean if if you're a folk fan, this is gonna be a highlight of your of your music life and I don't know how I would have reacted. I think I would have just stood there in stunned silence, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I've just yeah. sat there with my mouth agape, going, "Oh my god!" I mean, so not not to put you on the spot, but is is there an artist like that, sort of like a legacy classic artist that you haven't seen in a while, where like if you're watching a concert and they automatically step up on stage, you're like, "What? Whoa!" Yeah, you know, honestly, I think if Robert Plant hit the mm. stage, I would just I would flip. Um, probably robert plant you want to hear my ridiculous story of the one time i've actually been starstruck and how ridiculous it was please please tell me i got to meet hailstorm i don't have uh, <gasps> and i love hailstorm hailstorm's oh. a fab- fabulous band i have a green telecaster they all signed it's on my instagram and i'm getting back there and i meet rj hale the drummer super cool dude he signs that we shoot the breeze and I, I I don't ever compare myself to drummers because I'm a terrible drummer. I know that. I've never been in a band drumming. One time for soundtrack soundcheck, my band asked me to drum, and 30 seconds in, our other guitar player's like, never mind, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> so right. not intimidated, right? Then the bass player comes out. He signs, and I'm like, oh, that's super cool. And then their lead guitar player uh, comes out, and I just froze. And I handed him the telly, and he goes, oh, a, a, a G&L. He's like, you know, uh... Jerry from Allison Chains plays GNLs. And I just looked at him and I went, Yeah. And I just couldn't, nothing oh. came out. Oh, no. And then it was just like, it was, I was like 35. Oh, no. That, I mean, that, that, that'll do it to people. <laughs> and it, it was just funny. It's like, he was the one that, like, when I, when I watch Hailstorm, I listen to Hailstorm, I compare myself to him because I can't sing like Lizzie Hale. Neither and can I, I can't play guitar like <laughs> Joe Hottinger either. But, uh, it was a. It was just funny to be like, I am in my thirties, flipping out like this. It's hilarious. At least I didn't cry or puke. No, no, I, I have not cried. I have not puked. Um, I think I did sweat more than I felt comfortable with um, the first time I met Aisha Tyler. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Because um, I was like, "Hi, I love you, um, and I think you're great." <laughs> I think I think that was probably all I could muster. I was um, I was working a San Diego Comic Con event uh, for Ubisoft um, like many many moons ago, like a decade ago. I was working this event and like showing off a bunch of games in this like private like little club area, and there would just run random celebrities and like random folks through, you know. And I was yeah. just like, oh, that's um, oh that's that's Aisha Tyler playing Rayman. Hi, that's super cool. I hope you're enjoying the game. Look at it. I, I don't think I was able to actually get any words out. I think it was, I think the only words I was able to get out were, may I please take a picture with you? And I think you're great. I think that was about it. I love that our starstruck, um, you know, psychosis emanates in the same way. We both just can't talk. Um, but this is another reason I really, I was really excited to get to talk to you is because 
you have this background in the video game industry and you just talked about working with Ubisoft and I know you've done, you worked on Borderlands three with Gearbox and I, uh, I'm actually about to start playing Borderlands three for the second time. Um, and you are the voice of the villain for all those who don't know. Um, but one thing I, that just dawned on me that I think you and I might be able to nerd out is, is the crossover between rock bands and nerd stuff like comic con. Um, and one of my favorite new bands, who's not new by any stretch, is Coheed and Cambria. Yeah! Who used to make the run, and I think they still make the run at all the Comic Cons. Uh, but I love seeing that type of crossover between music and what is, you know, like, air quotes, nerd culture, even though I play D&D and we've talked about it plenty on the on the podcast. What was it like getting to work those type of conventions and see that crossover, that cross-pollination between, you know, the nerd culture and rock and roll and everything in between? It's it's really cool because it's 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 sort of cliche in you know to say like celebrities they're just like us. But like folks of a certain generation and folks that maybe are like slightly older than us that we look up to like a lot of us and especially way more people on the come up now like video games are just a part of your entertainment diet. Um and so like and and the same thing with with comic books and and cartoons and everything. So it's like seeing seeing other folks being a fan of things, it it kind of brings things into perspective that like hey, like one you're entertaining basically anyone and everyone and and it's hard to think of like a celebrity being a fan of another celebrity or like another right. piece of media, but like that, that happens all the time. So it was kind of a cool thing to, to see a little bit of that, like kind of kid in a candy store kind of look on, on people's faces that you don't necessarily get to see. It's like, you know, in, in between the sort of faces of like, oh, I got to move from appointment to appointment. This is work or whatever, like, blah, 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 blah. This is a gig. But then every once in a while you get someone that's like, ah, oh, sweet. And you're like, yeah, Video games are cool. It doesn't matter who you are. <laughs> um, so that was really, really a cool phenomenon to see is that people are, are are geeking out over the same stuff. And it's definitely been more of a of a prominent thing. We literally have an awesome artist named Thundercat. <laughs> um, you know, That's true. It's, yeah. And like um, more and more on um, like Megan, the, I've seen Megan the Stallion in like my Hero Academia cosplay and like name checking anime and stuff. So right. it's like it's. It's ubiquitous, and I think um, the more people realize that um, musicians, athletes, celebrities, that like we all like like stuff, <laughs> like they all like stuff too, and they're just like vibing with nerd stuff and playing D and D and video games or doing whatever. I think I think there are more opportunities for those entertainment properties to match up with maybe like the unlikely celebrity that you wouldn't think was a fan of this. I think there's more opportunity for that sort of thing. I love that sort of stuff. That stuff fascinates me. And now I have to ask you, what's your oh. favorite video game soundtrack? <sighs> See, I keep bringing it back to music in case Ryan ever tunes into this. Ha! Um, Take that, Ryan Corella. Congratulations on your child. Well, well, um, um, th this is what I'm saying. This is news you can use because, hey, as musicians, as content creators, don't shy away from all of the other things that you like separate from the actual art that you're creating. Like, also show off your love for video games if you're a musician but anyway my favorite video game soundtrack <laughs> um nostalgia is definitely playing a huge part in this it's hard to say there's like more individual tracks i think maybe that i like more uh -huh. than soundtracks but overall super mario world i think was oh, one of the classic ones that had the most impact on me that castle theme oh so good yeah the castle theme. but um I distinctly remember it being very, very powerful when I played Gold Cartridge, Gold Cartridge Zelda on the NES. The real oh, ones, yeah. No. The real ones, no. Um, and hearing that theme song, right? The iconic Zelda theme song. Yeah. And then going into Zelda 2, we do not speak of the, <laughs> the quality or difficulty ramp up of Zelda 2. Um, but hearing the way that the theme song changed from Zelda 1 to Zelda 2, but it still contained enough allusion, with an A, mm -hmm. um, to the first theme that, as a kid, I was like maybe like five, six years old when I heard this. I was like, this music, I recognize this theme from right. the first one, and it makes me feel like I'm at home 
in this game because it's something that I recognize, which is such a like, obviously it's motifs, it's themes. It's like things that you take for granted, but like that feeling of, oh, I'm back home after, you know, think about it, like years passed probably between these two games coming out. Like that feeling of, oh, I'm back home in Hyrule is like a very powerful thing for music to evoke. (laughs) Um, So that, that, that hit super hard uh but what about you oh uh this is this is nerdy but or not nerdy but this is kind of comical i think horizon (laughs) horizon zero dawn i will throw on that soundtrack just if i need to chill out because some of that stuff is just the orchestral scoring is is incredible um love that oddly the double dragon 2 theme from from the nintendo just like the old school nes love that to this day can sing that in uh I sing that in my head, but those are my two big ones. But lately, it's been Horizon Zero Dawn. I oddly have not listened to the soundtrack for Forbidden West yet, but I will do that oh. because I've played the game, so I should probably listen to the soundtrack. But yes, these these are the, the tie-ins that I think are important for you know all, all creators, indie and otherwise, to consider. Like, if you are into video games, tie that into some of your music. Every time I'm on the sh- I'm on the show, I always talk about Mary Amber. She does a great job of tying video games, pop culture, into music. But I see we see other artists like uh, Rare Americans who tie in pop culture and anime sort of themes and ideas into their music videos. And even though it's not lyrically present, it's visually present. And those are things that are worth doing and embrace, you know, let let your nerd flag fly and have some fun. Absolutely. Um, one of my favorite people uh, to follow on Twitch is uh, Matt Heafy, uh, guitarist for Trivium. Um, Awesome heavy band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trivium's great. So good. And he will stream on Twitch. I think it's almost like every day at this point, practically. Um, But not only will he stream um, like guitar work, um, like he'll stream himself tracking some stuff, um, which is really cool to the kind of like hear, hear and see him like literally noodling around like in logic as he's tracking something. Um, sometimes That's he'll just be cool. like, Hey, I'm going to throw on a trivium album and play along to it and sing to you for a bit. Um, when they were on tour, I loved seeing, um, streams of, uh, the band warming up backstage. And like, there was like a little backpack camera that would like literally walk around backstage and be like in the wings, looking at the band and basically catch a trivium show live from your couch if you wanted to, which is dope. But when he's not doing that, it's playing call of duty. It's playing horizon doing that online playing halo like doing all sorts of stuff um adam cole one of my favorite wrestlers um is is the chugs has a whole separate personality for his video game stuff which i think is also like another interesting tactic um which that's a whole other show potentially (laughs) um but like embrace it don't shy away from it don't think that it's going to like split your audience necessarily because i think that the people that are there for you are there for all of you so don't shy away from that there you go that's advice ha (laughs) i love that and i i think it's interesting to talk about the idea of adam cole having an online persona that's different than because obviously his wrestling persona is a persona right and Mm -hmm. to just have that's a really interesting idea that i think i want to chew on for a little bit and think about Mm -hmm. of how artists can do that. And I also love what you pointed out about Trivium using online as a way to get a get insight into what the band is up to. Um, musician, a Colorado musician who I love, Jeremy Facknitz, go check him out. Uh, two years ago, two summers ago, all of his, his entire tour he had scheduled got canceled due to COVID, mm. except for one show in rural Wyoming. Oh, wow. And he made, he threw, a, he threw cameras in his car and made a documentary out of this one show that he played. That's amazing. It's awesome. And it, but it really like I really I I recommend you guys checking it out because it really highlights like the boredom of being a solo, you know, he cuz he he's an acoustic player. He's got his band, but for oh, this yeah, he was driving it, it yourself was just in the van. <laughs> him going, setting up, playing, talking to himself on the way home, you know, driving oh. 2 days to play this one show that he was he's he was like I lost money doing this, but I had to do it. It was too much fun. Uh those types of things give your fans insight into your world, and we love that stuff. So keep doing it, and keep being nerdy, please. We need to have more nerds in the world. 
Absolutely. Um, and, and like, don't be scared, right? Like, just because, like, you're a musician and you have some sort of, like, <laughs> persona or whatever, like, I think um, people would be very pleasantly surprised um, and you would be pleasantly surprised at how many more people um, can connect with you once they find out all of the other cool stuff that they're into. If anything, all of these things are points of connection to build community. The world is big and you've got to be able, be able to make those connections to all the people out there. Um, but speaking of... <laughs> yeah, using, let's speaking do this. Speaking of using online to build community and bridge the gap between musicians... And the folks that enjoy their stuff, I'm looking forward to, after this short break, chatting with Adam Blank, CEO of Blank Records and the founder of the Live at the Print Shop online concert series. How's that for Seamless? We'll be right back. Ryan Carella here. I hope you're enjoying the show and I hope that you're getting a lot out of it. I do what I do because I care about creators like you. A lot. I've dedicated my career to helping creative professionals, entrepreneurs, and organizations move forward. I do it by hosting this program, and I'm also proud to do it in my legal practice. If you're a creative professional looking for solutions-oriented legal services to help you further your goals, I'd love to help. My firm RKPA does contracts, commercial law, copyright, trademark, and more. Visit rkpalaw.com to learn more. That's rkpalaw.com. Ryan A. Corella, PA, Miami, Florida. Streaming services for Break the Business provided by L.E.K. Entertainment. L.E.K. Entertainment is a full-service entertainment company offering everything from consultations to full-scale events and productions, including audio and video productions, voiceovers, staged theatrical productions, script and music development, and streaming services. For more information, visit lekentertainment.com. L.E.K. Entertainment wants to help you bring your story to life. Thanks for supporting Break the Business. If you have a question or topic that you want us to discuss, email us at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. You can follow the host, that's me, on Twitter at Ryan K-A-I-R, and you can follow the show at The BTB Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, and on all major podcast platforms. And now, let's get back to the show. Hey! Hello, everybody. Our guest this week is a music executive and the CEO of the music promotion and production company, Blank Records and is a board member for the Georgia Council for the Arts. He is also the creator of the popular Live at the Print Shop online concert series, which has hosted interviews and performances from artists such as Sammy Ray and the Friends, Sean Mullins, and Collective Soul, which I'm very excited to talk to him about. You can find out more about our guest's work by visiting blankrecords.com and liveattheprintshop.com. We are so excited to welcome Adam Blank on to Break the Business. Hello, Adam. Hey, hey, how are you? Great. How are you? Thanks for having me. Can you see me? Yes. Yes, we can. Okay. You look great. All right. How are you? <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Thanks for having me. What an I'm intro. Cool. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank I'm, you. Used I... to, uh, I'm used to interviewing people, not getting interviewed. But you know what? Recently, I've had like uh, three of these things going on. So I like uh, just hanging back and you being in the hot seat for once. <laughs> oh, i like this no 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 this is this is this is great um no, i i did not write that intro full disclosure cool. <laughs> i can tell whoever did they're hired there you go good excellent um so being the owner of blank records and doing live at the print shop clearly a passion for music is is a big thing but i hear before these endeavors um you owned and operated multiple successful recycling companies. Can you tell us a bit about that and how you made the transition to music? That's interesting. Well, uh, I actually do still own those recycling companies. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm still, still working. I don't know if I'll ever retire from that. Um, I'm a busy guy. I call myself, uh, I heard this once, a serial entrepreneur. I can't Ooh. sit still. You know, one of those things. So uh, recycling and music, what's better than that, right? <laughs> Two great things. Um, yeah, I uh, I have a scrap metal recycling company, ABC Recycling, and uh, this is my 26th year in business. 
and uh, another business called Atlanta Polymers, and we export plastics. So we handle scrap metals, plastics, uh, aluminum cans, and cars, and everything in between. And so, yeah, it's it's a really fun business. You never know what's coming through the front door. And uh, yeah, I was never great at building stuff, but really good at smashing things. And that's all I have to do in this business. So if you're ever in Atlanta, I'm in the Atlanta area. You come by ABC Recycling and I will give you the thrill of a lifetime by putting you on a crane and letting you smash a car. You talk about therapeutic stuff, a lot of fun. Dude. But that's what I get to do at work, right? And make a few bucks. Get a crane. It's just like the claw game, like for like stuffed animals, (sighs) except a big version of that. Holy crap. So hold me to it. Come see me. Dude, I'm coming to Atlanta. <laughs> Absolutely. That is so, that sounds amazing. That's I was almost say, as cool as having collective soul in your basement. You know, it's, it's yeah. pretty close. Yeah. Pretty so close. like, how does. <laughs> <laughs> For the viewers at home, we're actually in, I shoot in my studio and I'm, that's why I've got crap out. Cause I'm making a record right now. But the idea of like a band I grew up listening to just being like there blows my mind. Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> You know, it. Um, I'm actually in the print shop. I'll pan here a little bit. Oh. I'm actually, this is where we do the uh, the interviews, and it's actually a functional print shop, right? That's we have uh, direct-to-garment what? printing machines. We have um, embroidery. There's uh, kind of the backdrop, you know, some oh. blank records. So you'll see this backdrop on the show quite a bit. And wow. um, so, yeah, we're actually in here as well. And then there's my, my friend. Hasbula. You guys know who Hasbula is? I got <laughs> He is the best. Hey, can I can I have him on the show really quick? This is my sure. blank records rep, one of my favorite people ever. Hasbula. And Hasbula is super internet famous. And uh, a lot of your viewers probably know who he is. So anyway, <laughs> I'll feel better. And my kids are gonna think that I'm absolutely nuts and they're right. So. <laughs> so this this setup is is amazing um how how did the live at the print shop series happen and what was the process of putting that whole t- thing together like literally in your basement <laughs> yeah so the way that it happened i i started blank records um about 15 years ago okay and um i i just always had an affinity for music it's the most transformative art form in my opinion and uh, it's pure energy and, and therefore music is a big part of my life. And so the way the Blank Records started, um, I, I had a, a bar that I owned at one time, which was not the best decision of my life, but I did. And it was a live music venue. Uh, there was an artist that came through the front door by the name of Davin McCoy, who kind of blew my mind. And so um, I just said, look, you know, I want to try to break this guy. And so I was a novice, had no idea what I was doing. I formed up another company, Blank Records, and uh, I started there. Um, It was it's very tough to break a new artist, as you guys probably know. It's very, very tough. Um, But um, I continued on for a while. Um, one of the deals we're going to fast forward to last year, I've worked on various projects and I'd executive produced quite a few things. Right. But it really wasn't checking my creative boxes. I, I felt like I was just paying for an experience. Right. Mm. And I wanted something that was my own. And so um, there was a, uh, a band called Rehab and they did live at the print shop. They were on my label, Blank Records. Um, I, I had a deal with them. We were going to get into the merch business together and the deal fell through at the 11th hour. Now, meanwhile, I was being all the Adam I could be. And I bought all these machines. I was going to bring it in house in, in my guest house. And I created this room with this like seventies retro vibe. And, uh, once the deal fell through, I'm like, what am I going to do with all this stuff now? And it just popped in my head live at the print shop music. I'm doing it right here. And um, I called a friend of mine, Angie Apero, who's a fantastic artist. And uh, he came over here and, and shot a pilot episode with me. And uh, I, I just I haven't ever stopped. I just kept going. So there's really no roadmap. This was not pre-planned. Nothing like that. I literally was just trying to make a uh, you know, lemonade out of lemons, so to speak. And, and man, what a great decision that was. <laughs> That's awesome, Zach. I know that um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you in here. I know that there were a couple of artists that you wanted to kind of name check as part of the series here. Yeah. So 
I was really interested. So Sean Mullins, let's start there. Everybody knows Sean Mullins is hit. Oh, wow. That was the extent of the, my familiarity with his music. I watched mm-hmm. the episode or lullaby. Of, yeah. Oh my God. Well, th- thank you. I, I, I watched his set in right on the website and blew my mind. Have you ever had an artist that came in and just, you knew they were good, but then, oh my God, they were great. Yeah. Cause that's how I felt about Sean Mullins. Sean Mullins is a prime example of that, honestly. And that was one of, when I had Sean Mullins here, that was kind of one of the moments where I was like, okay, he was a name for me. I was a huge fan. Um, we reached out. Um, he knew I was an Atlanta guy supporting the arts and, and he decided to come over and do the show. But to your point, he blew my mind. Sean is a guy who, um, his voice just got better with, with age. Yeah. He's one of those guys. So if you see him today and I highly recommend you find him and, and go see him, he will absolutely blow your mind. He's been doing this for, you know, 30 plus years, probably longer than that. And um, he is, he is a fantastic person and he's a hell of a singer. God, has he got a great voice and he yeah. can play the guitar. He's well, a, he, his he's songwriting chops blow me away too. Like the guy is a well-rounded um, artist, but that he's not the only well-rounded artist. I mean, we already talked about collective soul. I watched the David Ryan Harris video. That was fantastic. Oh, Have yeah. you had, and I'm not asking you to pick your favorite, <laughs> but what are some, some, uh, videos you would recommend that people who are new to your site, go check out first. Well, I mean, you hit on one of them and I, I have to mention collective soul because yeah. Yeah. collective soul, I mean, they're, they're a legendary band. They've had, uh, I mean, six five six number ones you know countless top 20s it's sold i don't know 30 40 million records those guys you know this is a uh let's talk about them real quick so this is a cool stat the largest selling band of the 90s now think about all the bands in the 90s like uh you got pearl jam you've got um you've got nirvana Nirvana. you sold more records than any band in the 90s guess who that was Collective Soul. Can you believe that? Wow. You might well, need to I, check me on that. Someone said it to me, huh. and I, I believe I researched it. But Collective Soul was one of those bands where they're like, oh, I know that song. I didn't know yeah. the name of that band, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. They are that band. You hear their stuff in the grocery store. You hear it everywhere you go. Um, I'm just looking at my wall of CDs, <laughs> and they put out a lot of albums in the 90s. Yeah, they like, did. They didn't stop working. Bangers. They, they yeah, had, they had some bangers uh, they did. And they have become, Ed Roland has become uh, like a brother to me. And we met him, you know, we met for the first time here. And so that for me is, is definitely a highlight of this film. Uh, I mean, of this show, um, just because um, having that guy in my life now is, is really, um, he's been supportive. We support each other and it's just a great relationship. But let's talk about the music of Collective Soul, you know? The music of Collective Soul is is legendary, and that really blew my mind when they're playing December, Shine, Gel, all of that in the set down in my basement, right? Oh. It, 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 it's mind-blowing, and, and we recently just had them back um, to film some promo for their new record uh, that's coming out. It's coming out August 12th, and it's entitled um, Vibrating. So new music from Collective Soul coming out. And uh, we shot some promo video for two songs called Cut the Cord and All Your Pieces. And uh, they're going to be using that, probably rolling it out for promo in the next couple of days. So when you see all that, you'll know it was filmed right here at Live at the Print Shop studio. Congratulations. That's so cool. Yeah, thank you. It was one of those things their management called me up and said, hey, um, we need some promo stuff. Do you mind? Uh, we'd like to use you guys and come over there and shoot it. And I was like, wow, this is kind of just opening up all these other neat little doors, you know, to uh, it's unbranded print shop stuff, but it's really cool to be able to create content for people that are friends of mine now, you know, that's amazing. Um, What now, now you mentioned Atlanta, you mentioned Georgia, very, very specifically, you know, I know that Georgia has been blowing up in terms of being an, an, just an entertainment city. Um, Very few shows I watch without seeing that little Georgia peach <laughs> being credited there at the end. Um, so what does it mean for you to be doing what you do in Georgia and in Atlanta specifically? 
Well, I mean, Georgia is my home. I was born and, and raised in Georgia. I went to high school in, in Jacksonville, Florida. I got, uh, you know, 14 years old. I got Dude. booted out of the house and they're like, you're going to boarding school. I wasn't that bad of a kid. It was just a weird situation. That, that uh, But anyway, um, Georgia is my home and, and I'm very proud to be from Georgia. Um, um, it is just such an eclectic place. Um, it's so rich in, in the arts, for sure. Um, you mentioned uh, all the production that's going on here in terms of film, video, music. I mean, there's some legendary people that are, are from Georgia. Just the roots of that music alone. Otis Redding, Little, Little Richard, people like that out of Atlanta, the Allman Brothers, all of that stuff that, that kind of happened down south of Atlanta and even Athens, Georgia with REM, B-52s, all of that kind of vibe that's going out, driving and crying, who are local legends and, and great friends of mine here. Uh, they were the first show that we, we put out. Um, so um, we've got Sean Mullins, uh, Michelle Malone, who is unbelievable. Uh, Rehab, I mentioned them. They're a Southern fusion hip hop band and they're fantastic. But just being here is uh, really kind of made it a little bit easier to start the show, honestly, because mm -hmm. I could pick from so many different neighborhoods and, and ask some of these artists to come over and most of them have said yes so um there's a there's a lot of reasons um that, that i love georgia but but art is is one of the biggest ones there's no doubt cool now we've 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 made some illusions right we have blank records we have live at the print shop series you mentioned uh -huh. print on demand can you tell us a little bit about blank threads like the actual print shop <laughs> sure yeah blank threads is um we we actually do merchandise here it's a functional print shop and and you saw a little bit of the equipment here but i have another facility off-site where we do volume driven stuff so it's actually turned into you know a, a sort of a viable business. I do it to really support the artists. And the way that it happens is when the artist comes here, we print very unique things for them and, and present it to them as a gift. So it'll be like stone coasters, special shirts, um, golf balls. I mean, all kinds of things that we can print on here. I'm shoving all kinds of things in those printers and slapping ink <laughs> on them at all times. Just trying. Here's, um, here's actually a few things here. These are uh, some of the coasters. This is actually the um, the new cover for the uh, new Collective Soul record. There, I don't know if you can see that, what? but that's the cover Ooh. for Vibrating. You saw it here first. Breaking news. That's it. Breaking news. Vibrating. Go get it. These guys I are badass. Um, so yeah, we we um, and so therefore, when we present this to the to the bands, they they end up reordering. Uh, a lot of this stuff. So we're doing merch for Sean Mullins, for example, you know, we're doing stuff for collective soul. So a lot of these artists that have come through here, we, uh, we start doing at least part of their merch for them and we give them a really good deal. Everything that I do is very artist centric. You know, I look at music uh, a little differently than most people do in the business, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I take the business out of the music business. That's what I do. I do other things to make money. Smashing cars is one of them. <laughs> music, music is not. I am here to support the arts, and therefore, that's that's the, that's where I separate myself. Um, I've I've worked really hard. I'm a self-made guy, and this is my way of giving back and treating artists the way that I feel that they should be treated. And so that is kind of what the print shop is really about: is is having a personal experience. And I'm in this for the intangibles, for me mm -hmm. getting to talk to Sean Mullins, Ed Rowland, mm -hmm. David Ryan. Here's all these people that, have, you know, the Mavericks, Daryl Scott, legends that have come through here. And um, I am truly living a dream. I am. I'm living a dream. And I get to uh, not only do they inspire me, I, my goal is to inspire them a little bit by, by the time that we spent together here at my house. That's amazing. And, 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 and I cannot stress this enough. Just, I cannot even imagine just the like psychic awesomeness there is about all of this stuff and all of these legends literally being in your house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's a different kind of day for them, you know, and a lot of times they don't really know what to expect. You know, they've seen a little bit of the show most of the time. Sometimes they haven't, but they're coming to someone's house, so they don't know what to expect. And and this is a family affair. You know, my mm -hmm. wife, my kids, I have three kids. We all help with this. And then we have like 10 people on the print shop staff. So when they walk through the front door, they're going to have an experience 
like like they haven't had in the past. And we've gotten so many great compliments. I, I can't tell you, legends have told me this is one of the greatest days I've ever had because there's surprises around every corner as well when they come here. And so they walk through the side door after we greet them and and there's a little marquee that my wife makes and it's, you know, it says, welcome, collective oh. souls in the bread shop. And it's got family pictures around it. And that's kind of neat and cute. And when they walk down into the studio, into my basement, they're most of the time they're blown away. They're not expecting the level of production that they're walking into. And that's always fun to see. I mean, it looks like Steven Spielberg shooting a film over here on film days. You know, it's a seven oh. camera shoot plus a couple of GoPros for perspective and um, you know, it's, it's full production and uh, we just want to s separate ourselves with, with quality. There's no doubt. So we, we go for it. And the production value is, I, I didn't, when I first heard that was in your basement, I didn't believe it. Um, <laughs> I, cause I had watched it and I was like, no, that's a, I mean, you've, yeah. you've turned it into a professional studio that happens to be in your basement, but mm -hmm. the, the production value alone is, is very impressive. So congrats. So hats off to you for that, man. That, that's, that's, that's fabulous. Thank um, you very hey. much. You know, and I kind of got lucky the acoustics that we haven't really, uh, we haven't messed with the acoustics a whole lot down there. The room is just a natural sound and it really sounds good. Sweet. That's I'm, that is so cool. And I mean, even, even just looking at the thumbnails, like I was like, Oh, that's a it's a pretty big basement. And then you swung the camera around just now and I went, oh. <laughs> yeah, this is actually so there's two things here. Let me let me clarify. This is the print shop, which mm -hmm. is my 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 guest house, which is where the the actual the, the pilot was shot here. This is before I interviewed people. And then once it started growing after like the fourth episode and driving and crying was bringing a five piece in here. Then I took over my my basement. So my basement is is over there. You, we're not in the basement now. <laughs> we perform down there, and then we do the interviews here in, in the print shop. But a lot of times the, the artists will uh, pull out an acoustic guitar and also perform here in in the in the interview. So it's uh, actually two different rooms. The first the first time I started interviewing someone, I actually interviewed in here and I shot the music in here, and it just looked really weird. Inter mm. cutting back to an interview in the same room, you know, so I broke oh, it yeah. up. Yeah, you know. That makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Zach, I want to oh. let you take this last question because it's oftentimes the most important question of the show. I mm. feel like our producers in your ear are making fun of me for forgetting to do this uh, <laughs> one time when I was doing an interview. I think that's what's happening. No. But Adam, <laughs> we appreciate you coming on the Break the Business podcast. Everybody go check out check out at the print shop, live at the print shop. It's, these are things worth watching, but I got to ask you, do you have one final piece of advice that you could give indie creators to help further their careers as independent musicians or creators of any kind? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I think, um, and Ryan's book hits on this a lot, you know, do it on your own, do it. You have all the tools that are necessary. You don't need a record label. You know, you really don't. All the tools are right in front of you. I have a record label. My record label is different than any other record label in the world. I give it all back to the artist. This is, you know, we can we can focus on that at another time. But that's what Blank Records is about. Our mission is to give back. I do other things for money. So this record label is like no other. And do it on your own. Do it on your own. You can do it. I mean, you're going to need a little help from your friends, but signing a record deal for the most part is, is you're sealing your own fate right there because you can never recoup all the money off of a royalty deal with things that um, you're never going to imagine that are going to come up in the past. There are tons of horror stories out there. Do it. You got the internet. You can market yourself. Go out there, keep creating and kick some ass on your own. I love this. This is fantastic. Yeah. It's the truth. <laughs> Thank you so much, Adam. Uh, it was a pleasure having you. I'm looking forward to uh, one day joining Zach, Ryan, and the whole Break the Business crew. And we're going to go down there and smash some cars. Come on. Yes. Smash some cars and rock out with me. I would love that. Thank you so much. This has been Adam Blank, CEO of Blank Records and creator and host of the Live at the Print Shop online concert series. Thank you so much for joining us, Adam. Hey, thank you. Much love. And we have a surprise guest. 
We do. But first, I, I, I did want to um, uh, point out just how excited. I think I heard Ryan from across the time zone being excited <laughs> about uh, Adam name checking his book. Uh, yes. That <laughs> interview. That cannot be <laughs> understated how excited I was. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yes, that's right. Everybody go read Break the Business wherever fine books are sold. There you go. Even um, we, not yeah. fine books will have it. True. True. Yeah. True. <laughs> I got I got my copy from a CD bookstore, so yeah, just go get it. Those are the best kinds. Um, but speaking of CD, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Zach, you wanted to bring on our 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 uh, sort of uh, final guest to talk about. I mean, speaking of just cool things happening in entertainment and cool places where entertainment can happen, right? Yeah. Lauren, are you out there? We talked about Fringe a while back and you didn't get to go that year, but things are different. Tell us about it. Okay, so I've been heading to Fringe for many, many years. Those of you who don't know, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival happens in the month of August. Uh, creators from around the world all come together into this one small city and uh, it's kind of like Times Square on crack. Like there's just tens of thousands of people. I think I I wrote in here. There's almost fifty thousand performances that are going to be happening over the course of three weeks, um, and we're going this year. So Yay! we're back live and in person. I, I, and uh, the Break the Business podcast. <laughs> Yay! The there Break the Business podcast will be streaming live from Edinburgh, Scotland. I will what? be taking off on Monday. I mean, we're leaving Elisa stateside. Um, but who, because, who's, you who's know. Also not going to be in town because she's going to be at Gen Con next week. So next week is going to be a Fun. wonderful dumpster fire. And I can't wait for y'all yes. to experience it. It's going to be good. We'll just, I'll be randomly on the street. So in Scotland, when we're airing this show, it will be between two and three o'clock in the morning. Hmm. Uh, so you will be stuck with me, but I want to find all of these lovely performers and all of these creators and give them an opportunity to showcase what they do and to find out about us. So I'll be wandering the streets and I'll be finding musicians and creators. And those of you who have not need to do some research because we're going to be heading to the fringe, hey, which is what it's so called. Cool. There's fringe festivals everywhere. And since I have a minute, those of you who don't know, 75 years ago, because we're at the 75th anniversary of the Fringe mm. right now, 75 years ago, the Edinburgh International Festival was happening. And they invited uh, performers from different parts of the world to come do this world showcase. And there were eight performing companies that were not invited that decided they were going to show up anyway and do their shows along the fringe of the international festival. I see what they did there. 75 years later, there are now thousands of shows happening for lots of crazy people and sane people too, I think, but they're far less entertaining to watch for the record. But I found the info and now I'm not seeing it in front of me. because Dude, that's that. rock and roll. I love it. Isn't it's, it exciting? It, it it's exciting. It also feels overwhelming in a like this is the sort of in-person version of like there's too much content on the internet and I can't consume it all. <laughs> it's that in person. It's like it's how, exactly I, that in person. It's just walking through YouTube. I love I it. have this is this is from four years ago now, but this here is the oh. listing of shows from the last time I was there. I don't know if you can see God. it. Like That looks like a phone book. Now, for those listening at home, for our younger yeah, listeners, a phone book is <laughs> where you would have to look up people's numbers because you actually had to dial numbers. You didn't yeah. just touch a name and it magically called them. But, no, that, that, that program is huge. That looks like a, that's, that 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 looks like an academic course catalog for yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Thank goodness they have an app, so you can like sit there and be like, "I want to see a children's theater show that's comedy at two o'clock in the morning." Oh, good, there's one. Like, <laughs> this are, is are my there, life. 
are are like any of these performances streamed anywhere for like folks to check out or is it just one of those like you got to be there you got to be there normally though this year i did see that tiktok is the official virtual venue so there is a virtual venue this year and that means that all of you who are interested in doing fringe and getting that kind of exposure that you can kind of only get there uh you can do it digitally and you can sign up your show or your band or your whatever and they said uh that they're gonna have two giant screens up on the royal mile which is kind of like Times square um like there's this big one long street where there's street performers everywhere and just hundreds of people walking in the middle of the street and the shows that are happening do little showcases and there's just complete and total entertainment everywhere there was a guy like fitting himself into a tennis racket and you've got like the living statues and jugglers and it's just so much fun um they're all gonna be there with me (laughs) and the break the business podcast we'll be uh streaming live i'm so excited to be going back to fringe it's like getting a fix for us Mm. entertainers like i i need that kind of energy Mm. so if you're not one of those people it can be like a lot of overwhelming that kind of energy um but i i can't tell you how excited i am to be going back and to be giving an opportunity to those artists. I mean, there's well-known people, there's no-name people, there's every bar, corner street, there's pop-up inflatable venues that seat hundreds of people. Like, there's a giant inflatable cow that's upside down. It's called Underbelly. Oh, man. And <laughs> we'll be taking pictures and video, and we'll actually show our viewers what yes. goes on in Scotland in August. Oh, yeah. And hopefully you all can... Uh, either get out there or virtually get out there and go on TikTok and look up Ed Ed Fringe or Edinburgh Fringe Festival and uh, we'll hopefully see some of you guys there. Do cool. do your yeah, I mean seriously, get out there and get exposure. These things really do get you seen and really do get, you know, the producers that book things will go to festivals like this to find things to fill their calendars. Yeah, and, and so it's just an incredible opportunity. That that even things like um like the Broadway musical Six, which is like a huge hit now, I think like originated at the French yeah, Festival. That was out there. I was out there when that was I gosh. Of course now I'm like, I can't remember any of them. But there are a huge number of shows, including two of the shows that I'm going with. I will be bringing back the one man star wars trilogy and one man lord of the rings and i have been on tour with those shows for 13 years and it started at the fringe i have been to 46 of the 50 states being paid to work in them i've been to malaysia brazil hong kong canada you know all these places scotland um through work that was an independent show that started at the fringe. Hmm. So like the opportunities you can get by bringing your music, your show, your whatever to this festival or to any festivals like this is really just an incredible opportunity. So I hope that our listeners look into it and I hope that we find new viewers and listeners when we meet all of the creatives out there and give some exposure to them because I think they deserve it. Absolutely. And we're going to empower those indie creators. And when it when it when it comes to indie creators, that 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 place looks like fish in a barrel for you. So so have a ball and please please stay hydrated and and get plenty of rest. I have my camel back already. Like I'm gonna be walking and and sucking on it the whole time. I cannot even imagine the 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 jet lag. I don't know what the weather's gonna be. Cold forties for for those of us in Fahrenheit. It's uh it's like the high is maybe 70 and the low oh, right now is sweet. like low 40s so it'll be beautiful walking oh that's kind of delicious actually. and rainy <laughs> super rainy but it's uh. i love leaving miami heat in august and going mm-hmm. to edinburgh it's like miami in the winter it's beautiful <laughs> it's hey lauren um i know because rock doc isn't gonna sh- she's gone next week but i haven't got my plane no, ticket yet were were you not gonna let me go this year or I, you know how much i want somebody else there to make sure that like <laughs> releases are signed and like hold a camera do you have any idea how expensive it is to get to edinburgh during the fringe festival it's like if you go in july or like september it's like a quarter of the cost <laughs> Jeez. 
Hmm. All right, then you're off the so, hook for not sending yeah. it. Next year, yeah. but Ryan yeah. Ryan is toying around with the fact of bringing more of us next year. So let's all hope yeah, it goes wonderful. really well right, this so. year. Well, all right, I'm going to wrap it up and kick you guys out. Well, kick you out. I'm going to kick myself out and let yeah. you guys wrap up. But I'll see you guys <laughs> next week from Edinburgh. Woo. All right. All right. Bon, bon voyage in advance. All right, folks, that is going to be our time. I want to thank you, Zach, for, for joining me. Um, I, I literally could not have done this without you. Yes, you <laughs> so could've. thank you. Um, where, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I am, according to Ryan Carella, the nicest follow on Twitter. Um, it's just oh. at Zach hey. underscore Sloan. Um, <laughs> but you can find me at ZachSloan.com. That'll take you to all the places. Perfect. That is Zach. No C. With a Z-A-K. Just Z-A-K, baby. That's all you need. That's all you need. Thank you so much, Zach. And you can find me at Elisa Rock Doc on literally all things. Um, if 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 it exists, I probably squatted on Elisa Rock Doc at some point on there. Find me on TikTok. I'm having way too much fun on there. Uh, find me on Twitch there as well, uh, doing more acoustic shows as well as showing off my love for video games. Come on, walk in the walk. Oh, <laughs> uh, I want to thank you all, Zach, Lauren. Adam Blank and all of you, thank you all so very, very much for hanging out with us tonight at Break the Business. Remember, um, listening to this show counts as working on your art, everybody. <laughs> so have fun. Congratulations on working on your art today. Stay indie, stay creating, stay safe, stay hydrated. And no matter what you do, always be sure to rock on. Mwah! See you next week. <laughs>